Welcome to La Taverna Friuli Wines, the definitive podcast on wines from Friuli Venezia Giulia. I'm your host, Wayne Young. We are here. Okay, let's get started. Laura just came into the room too. Really super happy to have a good crowd in here tonight. Federico De Luca. Not exactly. D. Luca. Forse, I, maybe I made it, I, I spelled it wrong on the thing. Right. Right. Federico, Federico De, De Luca, Luca from Ronc dai Lucis in Faedis. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Thank you for coming in tonight. Nice to meet you. Nice no to way. meet you too. <laughs> Good to see you. I've known you for a long time. Maybe the first time we met, you came up with Sandro to one of the tastings yes. up in the Forestaria, yes. but that was right. like 15 years ago. Maybe, maybe, yes. You were like a baby. Long, long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. How old are you, Federico? Now 35. 35. Yes. So you were, so you probably just started driving and drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Few At that time. No, it was, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. But thanks a lot for coming here. We're going to be talking about not only your azienda in, in, uh, in Faedis, which is Ronc Lucis, but we're going to talk about something that I find really, really interesting, which is this other variety of Rifosco that we don't normally talk about. Because normally we always talk about Rifosco dal peduncolo rosso but you are the champion of <laughs> refosco di faedis so yes. before we get into the whole wine thing let me ask you about sort of your winery and your role in there i mean are did you study to be an enologist tell me a little bit about you Federico. yes, <clears throat> yes um, i studied at the university of horticulture and enology of Udine. Of Udine, okay. Yes. Uh, I'm degree in an enologist. I'm an enologist and but till when I was young I was working inside my family cellar and, and then I grow up working and seeing what happens inside the cellar, inside the vineyards and then um, I understand how to make, how to do all the processes concerning the vinification and also the production of the grapes. Okay, so you're so this is something that's been in your family for yes, our uh, family cellar has more than uh, two hundred sixty years wow. of history. Yes, and uh, so bisnonno. Bis, bis, uh, more, no, more. No, more than bis, bis, no, <laughs> more, no. Yes, wow. yes. Always in the same place. Yes, the same family on the same field, the same vineyards. And we have maintained this uh, construction of the farm that is made not only by the vineyards, but also we have fields, we have olive trees, we have animals as was uh, upon a time. Ah, so you're still sort of uh, multi faceted so you're not just making wine you're still no, no. doing all wine of those is things. the most Number important one. yes but we have maintaining the different different types of things as was my grandfather grand grandfather started <laughs> okay because a lot of people who we've had on the show who we've spoken to before on on la taverna have sort of started off like that I remember in particular there was Paolo Rodaro and I'm sure there were more that they said, yeah, well, you know, my grandfather or my great grandfather, they had, you know, wheat and corn and cows yes. and pigs. And but then in we, the still 1950s, today we have. so yeah, so many, a lot of people left that part of agriculture behind. Is there a reason why you guys have held on to that part of, of, which I think is fantastic. I think is wonderful. But. Yes, we have decided to maintain um, different different things because uh, our territory is different. We have 
maintain all the vines and the olives on the hills. Okay. And the plain, we have not planted vines, but we have maintained grass for the animals, corn, wheat, soybeans, sunflowers, all that you need to feed the animals. Well. And, and do you take care of that as well? Or, or yes, we, really? we do. You personally? Yes, we do. Wow. All, all the family works for this, and this is really good also for um, the, the place, the l'ambiente. Uh, the, the environment. The environment yeah. that uh, is not monocultural, but you have a mix of more absences and also more plants, and uh, this is better for also the bees that we have. And, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there you is do, a you good do bees as well. Also, yes. Wow. Right. So honey. Honey, of course. Wow. For the pollination of also the picolate, for example, that is really difficult to impollinate. Okay. The plant that makes this particular sweet wine typical. Now, now, I was always under the impression that we're getting a little off topic, but this is really interesting. I was always under the impression that bees weren't really important when you talk about pollinating yes, grapevines. Pollinate, yeah, but not, not the grapevines at all because usually grapevines could impollinate by themselves. Themselves, yeah, which course. is with the wind, yeah. Yeah, wind, but not, uh, not only, it's uh, self-impollinating. But uh, piccoli that has difficult for impollination is helped for by the bees, oh, but okay. not only. Also, in particular, apple trees, uh, of course. pear trees, well, uh, all these plants need bees. If not, you will not have Do you do fruit. apples and pears as yes, well? Yes, for the wow. so how big juice. For juice, okay. Yes. So how big is your property then, in total? Yes, it's not uh, so big. We have uh, at more or less around 10 hectares of vineyards. 1,100 olive trees and um, 35 hectares of fields, okay. grass, and which also. you rotate with yes. different types. Yes, of yes, we rotate every year with different uh, types of seeds to avoid also diseases, etc. Okay, this is really important. And so, was there ever a time in your life growing up when? you thought that you didn't want to work at the farm? Was there ever a moment when you said, I want to be, I don't know, a bus driver, or I want to be a <laughs> fireman or something like that? Or was it just you were sure that this was the life you wanted to do? I don't know. I don't know if I was lucky, only lucky, because of I love what today I do and I was doing all during all these years, or if... Um, growing uh, in a particular place with your family that um, let you love what you are doing. Okay. And uh, this, I think, is really important because if you uh, grow up in a farm, but uh, what uh, you have to do inside is uh, something like heavy or you see not. Uh, what is uh, uh, your uh, objective finale? Yeah, yeah you know? your final objective. Yes, yeah. the final objective. And when you saw at the end uh, the work done, you have satisfaction of what you are doing, okay. and you see your work um, make some your help. Because when I was a child, I only help, but you you take your satisfaction of what you uh, you are doing, and then uh, this makes you to to the, yeah the desire the desire the, yeah. to continue this continue. work okay. and uh, do what today okay. <laughs> is good that's ah, that's it's amazing that and is is not only <clears throat> you born with uh, uh, a passion but it's really important in my opinion are around you and uh, help meaning you your, meaning to, your family grown up yes yeah Course. So obviously your your dad was really important. You have brothers? I have a sister. I have a sister. Is yes. she involved in the wineries? Yes, of course. Of we co have also um, agritourism for uh, ah. yes, but only like bed and breakfast only. 
Okay. How many rooms? We have uh, five apartments. Five apartments. Yes, yes. And she works there and also help us in vineyards and uh, the cellar. Wow. So it really is a family operation. Yes. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And you get along with your sister? <clears throat> what? You get along? State bene insieme. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. We sometimes. not fight. <laughs> Good. Yeah, no, because it, it, sometimes between brothers and sisters, it's not so no, easy. No, no, no. I'm lucky, but uh, on this, we have no... no problem. Is yes, she older no or problem. younger than you? Younger than younger me. Younger than you. Okay. Yes. Um, but now maybe you can see, oh, it's a family, it's a... Something uh, easy to do, but it's not so easy. Uh, the, the the passage, in particular, between uh, the father and the son, for, for the, the chief. Okay. Ah, uh -huh. um, who is the boss? Who's the boss? Uh huh. So who's and, who's uh, the boss now? Who's the boss? It depends. Uh -huh. Everybody has its own. Uh, place and owned in particular sector well okay and then it's really important that who is the older has to to leave something to the to the young the okay. new generation okay. the new generation has to understand uh, to don't want too much because it's really you, you need graduality in this passage if not would be uh, really broke mm -hmm. and then that's so are, are you married yeah oh, okay yes, children yes. two children ah okay so you already have the next generation we hope <laughs> we are go. working we'll for yeah, we cross the fingers <laughs> <laughs> okay we good. don't know what so yeah. tell me a little bit about you are in the town of Faedis. yes so tell me a little bit about Faedis as a place to grow wine Yes, Faedis is um, a little village close to the mountains. We have the Prealps. Uh, in 20 minutes, you can go up from 175 meters, that is uh, Faedis, the, the, town. the town, yes, mm. to 1,000 meters, the top, yes, of the Prealps. In wow. 20 minutes, then we are really, really close to these big mountains. Mm -hmm. And uh, this protects us from the north cold wind. Okay. And uh, the south, <clears throat> we have in front the plain of uh, Friuli. And on the left, on the right, we have uh, little hills that goes down to the plain. And okay. uh, this is really good terroir for our autochthon variety so this is it's like a little conca it's like a yes little, exactly a little exactly. Uh, you know you know amphitheater i'm not a little one but a big yes, one. yes it's, yeah. it's something so something you're that protected on three sides in, in fact uh, you know in Cividale, always wind yes torreano also always wind you arrive in fides no, no wind, wind. Huh. then we are really protected and closed and that, that, so do you also does that protect you also from rain or do you get a bit of no rain? no rain we have we have a lot okay. we have 1500 so millimeters wow. every year then really rainy place but uh, this is good for our autochthon variety mm -hmm. and um, there are then two different types of terroir on the plain is divided by our river Grivo, Grivo River. Grivo, how do you spell Grivo? Grivo. G-R-I-V-O? Exactly. V -O. Grivo. Grivo, okay. Grivo, yes. And uh, this is a alluvional plain. Then uh, in this place, you have the soil made uh, by stones, okay. clay, sand, uh, lime, the different types of structure. Right. Well, and this is really good for uh, fresh and uh, vertical wines. Ah, so you do have some uh, also, vineyards yes. in, in the plains. Yes, but okay. not only me, also the other producers then. Uh, okay. We see the differences between the, the vines, the vineyards on the plain and the vineyards on the hills that okay. are made 100% by clay. Flish is the type on of the, hills. the soil, yes. Okay. <clears throat> So the typical ponca. Ponca, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. This is and this is perfect for strong, structured 
and the long-lasting reserva wise. Do you grow Rifalsco di Faedis on both soils? Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. what's the difference in the wine? In the wine, like I've said, you you can see difference tasting and also uh, at the nose. Here you have the two bottles. Yeah. You can see we put in one type of terroir a white label here ah. we have the plain we have stones then we have more freshness more verticality and less structure okay black label is for reserva and the vines that made the grapes for this wine comes from the hill ah. and there we have uh, ponca soil then clay and it's uh, really thick and uh, long-lasting oh, okay so the, literally the difference in the labels is also the difference in the terroir, in the soil. At first, and then second, uh, how they are made. Okay. Well, white label, because of from clay, so, uh, from uh, the stone soil, we uh, make only steel tank because okay. of to maintain... Uh, the freshness, the, the nose, ex the fruits, mm -hmm. and uh, black label that comes from the hill. We <clears throat> prefer to age for two years inside big, big oak barrels mm -hmm. of uh, 1,500 liters and let the tannins evolve and became more rounding and soft. So uh, what's the year that we are tasting now? Today we are tasting 2016. 2016. Yeah, 16. Okay. That so is. A, my first impression of Rafalska di Faedis is that maybe compared to the Peduncolo Rosso, maybe it has a little bit more acidity. So what are the big differences between the two Rafalski? Are, are they actually related genetically, first of all? Yes, they for, are. First, first of all, we have to say that the family of Refosco is is very big. Yeah, we have, I think, uh, there are uh, eleven, twelve different brothers. But today, eleven or twelve. Yes, so many different. Yes, yes, but uh, today, uh, cultivated and vinificated, we can find only four. Okay. We we can find Refosco of Peduncolo Rosso that okay. is the most popular, most common, yeah, old Friuli and Veneto. We have Terrano that you can find on Trieste, on Carso, in that area. We have uh, Refosco or Refosco d'Istria. It's a, a type of Peduncolo Rosso cultivated in Istria and Slovenia. <clears throat> And then we have Refosco Faedis. <clears throat> okay. What they about all our brothers, but are different plants, different types of, of grapes. Refoscone? Refoscone is another, yes. Yeah. Uh, but today is not cultivated more. Okay. Make bigger grapes than Refosco. But we have also Refosco Bianco, Refosco di Scodovacca, Refosco wow. di Rochelle. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of, of, of brothers. Yeah. Yes. You can find only in uh, Ampelographic collection. You, you mentioned the Refosc from Croatia and from, from Istria. Yeah. Is that the same as Teran? Uh, because in Istria, I've only seen Teran, which I always thought was related to Terano in Carso, yeah, or is it are, not related? Uh, there is a little confusion. They uh -huh. Also, they make this confusion, I think, because they used to call the wine Terano or Refosco. Okay. Uh, uh, it depends on the soil where they grown. They grow on the red soil, they call Terrano, the wine. Okay. They grow on the white soil, white and means ponca. Well, right, okay. They call Refosco, ah. but it's the same plant of Terrano on Carso. In, if you go in Istria, in that area, they have a plant that is similar to Refosco dal Peduncolo Rosso, 
Bat is a, a, a particular clone. Well, Bat is not Terrano. It's not, not Terrano. No, 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 no. no. no, no. Ah, okay. But you have a really, so really high differences, not looking to the genetic of the plants, but the soil where they are planted. So it really shows what the... It's really affected by the soil yeah, that's yeah, planted. Yeah, a lot. So, yeah. it's, so the Tehran, so just to be clear, the Tehran that we find in Istria is more related to Peduncolo Rosso than it is to Terrano in Kirchner. No, no, no. It's uh, okay. more to Peduncolo Rosso, similar, yes. Okay. They, call, they don't call Tehran, but they call Refosk. They call Refosk. Okay. Yes. Because I know that I was down on the, the, the coast in Croatia one time, down by Split, and they yeah. had... Every little house had Refosk, but it was... It Refosk was, uh, is this Refosk. But it's a sweet wine, I think. It depends how they how do. They Maybe it, yeah. traditionally they used to dry a little. Uh, they have in, in that area, tra tip of that area is typical Plavac Mali. That is That's a right. red... Uh, and they, they also had Prosec. Prosek. Prosek. So yes. some some maybe some stolen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so not this strange. So is so so we have Refosco di Faedis part of this family of Refosco. Yes. Which, if I remember correctly, Refosco is sort of a parent of some other really important grape varieties like Corvina. Yes, and, uh, uh, Tazzelenge is the nearest parent. Ah, of, is it really? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Of Refosco di Faedis. Yes, of course. Ah, we just had, um, we just had Fabio from Conte Datimis talking okay. about Tazzelenge. Tazzelenge ah, is, is really, really near parent of Refosco Faedis. In fact, you can find tannins more Very than Peduncolo Rosso. Yeah, uh, this is due to the familiarity. With the Interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to try them side by side and see. But I do understand where that 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 could uh, that could come in. So let's talk about the two biggies, right? So Refosco del Peduncolo Rosso and Refosco di Faedis. What are the big differences as far as growing the vines are concerned? Is Refosco di Faedis a little more difficult to grow? Or oh, what's, what's the big difference between the yes, two? Um, Refosco di Faedis, look in the plant is a little bit more wild, okay? Okay. Has a lot of energy, a lot of power, uh, a lot of leaves, a lot of canes. If you want to produce, it's really generous, uh, has big uh, bunches and big berries, and then uh, high quantity of juice. Okay. Peduncolo Rosso uh, is more and the berries are little, then you have less juice, more color, and also during the ripening season, it's easier to to have a good ripening with peduncolo. Okay. Refosco di Faedis need long time, first of October, half of October, then you need more time to get uh, ripe. Ah, so it has, has a longer ripening yeah, season. Yeah, because has a lot of tannins mm -hmm. and a high acidity that you need to reduce reduce waiting for the good ripening okay and is is so why is faedis the right place for this obviously if refosco di faedis has taken the name of the town mm -hmm. there must be a reason why it works really well in that place yeah it works really well but uh, i want to is like we have so said an amphitheater okay so where it's, it's like almost closed the particular situation of the farms the families let this variety uh, maintain in the years because if we have to go back maybe 200 300 ago refosco the most popular around in Friuli was Refosco Nostrano or okay. Refosco di Faedis. It's the same name. It's the same grape. The same grape. Okay. Well, Refosco of Faedis was more popular 200 years ago. was okay. around all over Friuli. Ah, yes. I didn't but, know that. But when we had the disease of, uh, in particular, phylloxera right. coming from the US. Well, you have the problem that you have to graft 
all the plants. Exactly. Borns, uh, particular farms where graft was made, like Vivai Cooperative did of Shadow. Ah, okay, okay. And a lot of different varieties from all over the world come there to be graft and then was multiplicated and um, diff- diffused all over. Well, okay. In particular, about Refosco, they saw that Refosco of Peduncolo Rosso was more gentle than Refosco Faedis. Then when they have to replant the new vineyards, they don't replant, they didn't replant Refosco Faedis, but Refosco del Peduncolo Rosso. What did you mean by is more gentle? More gentle, it means that you can vinificate it and drink uh, before then refoscophytes because oh, okay. it's more rounding, more soft, just the, the first year that you have vinificated. Refoscophytes really? need time because of the tannins and the acidity, two, two years, maybe three, and, uh, and then became more rounding then oh, okay uh, it's for the market it's easier peduncoloroso than refosco faedis for this reason refosco peduncoloroso take uh, surface on friuli oh, and okay. uh, was planted all over okay. but in faedis where there wasn't bigger sellers uh-huh. But only familiary sellers, familiary farm farms, they graft by themselves. Then my grandfather has the room where they make a hot and humid humidity for the grafting, and they make by it himself the graft. Ah. Then they take the genetics from the old vineyards that they have in that place and they multiplicate it. Then they maintain this variety in this place because of also the farms was really little and they make by themselves all uh-huh. the process of grafting so and rather, replanting. Okay, so rather than buying new vines exactly. from the nursery, from okay. Rochedo, they had their own vines at home exactly. that uh, they knew they had to graft because of phylloxera. Yes. So they created like what we would call in English a hothouse or a, a serra. Okay. Right, where Something they would else. grow the baby vines. Okay. And then they would do the grafting in home. At exactly. Home, exactly. Onto the rootstocks that were more yes. and, and they take the, the genetics and the, the little shoots, the little canes from right. the old vineyards that they have in that area. Okay. For this reason, Refosco multiplicated and maintained during the years in Faedis. Ah, okay. so in fact, today, uh-huh. in Faedis, there is one of the oldest vineyards of Friuli. Really? We have a vineyard of 3,000 meters mm-hmm. that uh, was planted in 1892. Wow. 1892. Yes. So are these grafted vines? No. No. No, they are uh, half with uh, without graft. Okay. That is really, really nice to see how they are made, real, all uh, wow. particular f- shapes. Yeah, and, they uh, must be very big, very old. We uh, There are 18 different uh, varieties. Okay. Also, the parents of Prosecco, Vulpera, Vulpera, huh. that came from Pannonia, East, U- East uh, Europe, well. Wow. Then uh, it's okay. it's really really particular uh, vineyard. Uh, as that we have all over the town a lot of different little old vineyards. Mm-hmm. For example, our uh, farm we have vineyards of uh, Piccolit, of Tokai, Friulano, well, of Refosco that has more than 111 years. No. Then yes, and today they are still producing and then we are 
making our wines. Wow. So are you are you still in Colli Orientali? Yes, okay. the DOC is uh, Colli Orientali. one of the northernmost parts of Colli Yes, the northern part of Colli Orientali. So, More, so uh, you're near the area of, uh, of uh, Romandolo, that sort exactly. of area up there. That's really, really interesting. Um, what just came to mind for me, because I know a lot of the times that I've spoken to you know, people like Ronki di Chala, or if you're speaking about people in Dolenia or in Cividale, closer to Cividale, so not so far north, they always talk about how devastating the, the, the two world wars were because they were basically fought there. Were you guys somehow saved from that because you're a little bit more north and you were sort of surrounded by these hills? Hmm. Is this one of the things that saved you, or am I just... I no, no. I'm, I'm well, uh, uh, Vines was uh, not the, the check of the, the checkpoint of the... Of the army. Of the army, okay. of course. <laughs> but so <laughs> but many we, vineyards we had, were destroyed. We, we had uh, other problems because of during the First World War, all the town fighters was born by the invasors. Okay. Yes. And uh, during the second, we had a problem because our area, Torreano, Faedis, Nimis, Taipana, was the oriental free zone where no Tedeschi, no, uh, no Germans, no Germans was able to, to go. Ah. And then uh, they remain in Udine during the night and during the day they come up to control the area but uh, all our hills our mountains there was full of uh, partisans oh, then okay. um, we had problems because during the day we had uh, germans during the night came down the partisans then you have to hide all the the wine the, the <laughs> grappa and uh -huh. uh, meat uh, okay. because all stole was Everybody stolen would, yeah. yes, by eating and because they were hungry. Well. Wow. Yeah, I had heard that there was this particular concentration of partisans in the hills around Faedis. Yes, 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 there was in particular up to Faedis, there is Malga di Porzus, where was made a, a particular Ecidio, I don't know in Italian. Ecidio. Uh, where a lot of people was uh, killed. Ah, okay, okay. Because it was a fight between two different types of partisans. Wow. Partisans of Osoppo that takes from Italy and partisans of Tito then takes ah, from okay. ex-Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Okay. Then they fight uh, and they kill one each other wow. in particular and it's a national monument up to find to the, the Malga of Porzuz. Mal Malga di Porzuz, okay. yes. Okay, I have to go and visit that. Then uh, vines was not destroyed, but uh, wine was, uh, was, was stolen. stolen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I, the, the one really interesting thing about Rafalsko di Faedis is this whole concept that you have a group of producers, and I'm looking at the bottles now, you all use more or less, or not more or less, but you all use the same label. Yes. This is a, a, a really fantastic idea. Tell me a little bit about this, the group of people and, and why this came together. And yes, starting, <clears throat> starting from what uh, I've said till now, in fact, we are a, a lot of little sellers. Little okay. familiary sellers. How, ma how many are there? Today that uh, work together for this project, we are seven sellers. Seven. Yes, but we're really little. Uh, no more media, 20,000 bottles per seller. Then okay. It's not a lot. And for this reason, we have decided to promote this particular variety with one out only one outfit only one <laughs> label okay in one imagine uh, then we have all together we have uh, adopted the same label and two types white label for the classical 
only steel tank aging and uh, black label for reservan and oak aging and we have put all to we decided to promote in the same way because we are we have not a lot of bottles and then our variety is produced only in our uh, town then you can find only there and for this reason we have decided to make the same so it's all level. inside the comune of Faedis. yes only there you can find this wine okay only there yes um, also other sellers are able to produce in uh, and the nearest uh, villages, but still today, only five days you can find. Okay, okay. So how's there's a, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask. First of all, you, each one does get each wine. You don't mix the wines no, together. No, no, no. Yeah. Each one makes their own Every wine. You just share the label. Yeah. So on the back label is where you sort of find the the name of the winery that made. Exactly. Okay. Every seller produces its own wine and bottle in its own cellar. And make it in its only, own way. Only only the label is the same. But of course, the wines, uh, every seller could not put aside what type of wine it wants. Okay, then, so there are there standards. There is a check, there okay. is a selection three times a year. We meet all together, all together the producers, and made it, and we make a bl blinded, a blind tasting, tasting, a yeah. blind tasting, uh, with all our wines, and we select the wines that are able to go with white label, with the black label, and only after this selection, the seller is able to label with the common ah, label. Okay. Yes, you. Some harvests maybe are not at the right level, are not uh, representative, and then they are not bottled with the label okay. of the association. Then it's something up to the DOC to make a selection of uh, a tip the, of the wine that has to be typical. Typical, yeah. Typical. So is uh, beyond. So I see freely called Orientali, DOC. Yes, we are in. And you're in. So Rifosco di Faedis is a admitted grape variety for Colli Orientali. Yeah. Yes, not in all the DOC. Ah, okay. But only in particular area, that is Faedis, village, and neighboring okay. uh, villages. So you, well. you can't produce... Or Fosco di Faye this in, in Butrio? No. Okay. No, no, no. Just to, just you to be. can uh, produce in Torreano, okay. Faedis, Nimis, okay. Attimis, and a little part of Savorniano. Okay. Mm. A little part of Savorniano. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's one of um, There's a, there, the image of the, there's an eagle. Yeah. On the, is there a reason why you chose this symbol for the for the label? Have you tasted the wine? Maybe you have finished. I, Takes I, again. <laughs> yeah, and to, and you have, will understand I to, why. I have to pour some for Robbie as well. So Robbie starts to get uh, nervous when I don't fill his glass. I'm jealous. You should be, Nat. Why, oh. th see what happens when you don't come? I know. Hi, Federico. Hi. <clears throat> Hi, nice to this meet you. My lovely nice co-host, Natalie Benlolo. You've been unreasonably quiet this evening, Nat. What, you, well, you, you, okay. guys have, you guys have been talking. It, it's been very, very full and very interesting, and there's a lot to learn. I just had to look to, to Google grafting because I don't know what grafting is, but now I have an idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to take the the top of that, and then you got to put it on a different rootstock. Otherwise, phylloxera will kill it. Do they do that everywhere? A grafting, a phylloxera is a, an insect that uh, live on the leaves, but also on the roots of the plant. Then, uh, when she the larves growing on the on the roots of the sponge, sponge. Ah, uh, they 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 beat. Bite, yeah, they, they bite. bite, yes. They bite the like roots. Like a mosquito. Yes, they bite the roots and mm. uh, they make some balloons and then uh, 
the plant is not able to work with its roots and then uh, dies. This, happen this happens on uh, European uh, vines. Roots, yeah, European roots. The Wasn't that imported from America, that piece? Exactly. Exactly. In You're welcome. <laughs> in, <laughs> in a, from, from, the, from America arrived this uh, insect, but to contrast it, we import also the vines from America that during a thousand uh, years take resistance to this uh, insect. Mm -hmm. Then we can use the roots of American vines and uh, we graft up the European vine. Then this plant could resist also at Philocera attack. This is made 90% all over the world, but there are some places where Philoxera, maybe some isles around. Uh, and the, the uh, type of soil. Yes, too. and type of if, soil. If it's where very sandy yes, or where volcanic, I think, is the Exactly. Tree. Where the soil is sandy, Philoxera is not able to go under, under the, the soil and make the tunnels because sand fall down ah, and then uh, i didn't know that was the reason. yes for that reason and then uh, dies and for this reason on the coast in the south france for example or some in sardinia in some place today we can f still find the southern, uh, southern part of portugal i think Port there are some okay, places yeah <clears throat> you can find no graft plants now just to just to let you know you know if you take like a branch from a pear tree and you graft it onto an apple tree, you'll have like a branch that makes pears and a branch that makes apples. Did you know that? So it won't it won't become an apple pear or no. an apple. No, no, no. It'll it'll oh. take the energy from the plant, but it'll still produce pears. Does it change the flavor? No. Or I guess the whole grafting thing is a big deal. People say that it changes or it doesn't change, but that's a that's a story for a different program. Program. Wow. But yeah, you can do that. You can graft different fruits onto different trees and different vines, um, and it'll make. In fact, there have been some times that people have said, "Okay, we have a whole vineyard full of I don't know Pinot Grigio, but we want to grow Chardonnay." And you literally like just cut the tops of the vines off and graft Chardonnay on the top, and you start growing Chardonnay in that vineyard instead. From the same same vine. exact vines, yeah. Yeah, so wow. you could change. You could literally <laughs> change the the grape variety just by grafting on top. Wow! Yeah, that's a lesson tonight. Thank you for getting. <laughs> Thanks for. You're welcome. So, what's it like, Nat? Did you have any other questions for for um, for Federico? I had lots. I had lots of questions, but your conversation was so. Well, hit hit me now. I got you on here, so you may as well, well jump one of in. The, one of the questions. One of the questions was about uh, working with family, Federico. Do yeah. you think? I mean, it seems that more Italians, there seems to be more family businesses in Italy. Do you think that's a good thing? Are there thing, do, do you ever wish that you weren't in a family business? I was also jealous at the idea of falling in love with something because you've been brought up with it. I don't think that's common anymore, at least not in, you know, not other for, areas. Not for us, like city Not folk. for us. Yeah, not city Not for folk. us. No. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I was... Uh, I was just wondering, Federica, if that was ever a problem. If you ever think, if you ever thought family businesses and working in such close contact, in spite of all oh. the love that they've given you, is also really difficult. Mm. Yes, uh, a family contest, working family contest, is not easy. In fact, like I've said before, um, is is difficult to to match together all that all the things. <clears throat> in particular. There is, it's the, the passage between the old and the new that is really difficult, uh, is, ne is not easy. And uh, also you, you are on an um, area where you are working, but with a family, then you are not able to say you are fired. If you are, if you uh, don't yeah. go, <laughs> yes. then you have to, to balance uh, your words, your what you do. Uh, it's uh, I think you have more work, more psychologically work. You it takes more energy to organize 
family <laughs> seller. Well, well, you know, Federico, I, I also work with Vino di Las. My, my work also involves working with your okay. winery. I've sent people to you before. And so, you know, so I'm sorry that I couldn't be there to meet you properly <laughs> in person. You're, you're lost now, but uh, that'll teach you. <laughs> no, I'm teasing you. I'm, so I'm, I'm trying to sort of take a, a little, pay a little bit more attention than what I have in my glass and, and taste this wine. To me, Federico, there's a little bit more depth to Rifosco di Faedis than Tazzalenghe, but I do understand how it could be related. There is a kind of acidic energy that yeah. the wine has. The tannins are there, but I don't find them too rough. They're present, but they seem very fine. Yeah, uh, that is a characteristic of this variety. You have the combination between acidity and tannins that give a lot of structure and thickness to, to the wine. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have, yes, a lot of tannins, but are different type between Tazzalenghe or other are tannins that, on my opinion, are really noble. Mm -hmm. I and, agree. Uh, waiting, giving time, they be became really soft and velvet and are tannins that you can let improve during the years. And this is a good thing for this variety because you have a really high potential of improve and this yeah this is a 2016 yes this is we're, we're 2022 <laughs> this wine is super fresh and very young yeah yeah it uh, maintains his uh, youngness well. yeah it's youth yes youth really yeah. really long how how long can a bottle of reserva for example like this how long can it go more than we i think more than us <laughs> more than us okay <laughs> more than me for sure you're oh, young me too, so. me too yes i have bottles of uh, uh 30 years yeah maybe my uh, friends of more years but it's wine that became something incredible waiting really uh, if I have cases of this of 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I just got Matteo Bellotto up on stage. Matteo, did you have something that you wanted to ask or say to Federico? Thanks for coming, Matteo. Hi, Wayne. Ciao, How you Federico. doing? Hi. Ciao, Matteo. Ciao. I got a question because, uh, uh, you know, uh, Refosco, it's uh, a very Friulano kind of uh, character of a wine and grape. Uh, and Refosco di Faedis even more. And uh, we know that uh, Refosco di Faedis got a long period of maturation during the season, right? Right. So my, my question is this. How is it changed you know, the uh, way to understand the maturation of Refosco during the years mm. and during the climate changes and how is going to develop the understanding of Refosco as the new big thing in the red wines of Friuli Venezia Giulia. Okay. Good mm. question. <laughs> well, <laughs> Refosco of Faedis, like I said, is a really generous uh, plant till uh, 20 years ago what was the the main objective of a seller was to produce wine but wine was the bread of each day was energy to go in the fields to cut the grass to work with the animals then the wine was seen as the, a bread, a energy for mm -hmm. everyone. Then calories, calories. Yes. Of course. Then the Better main, than water. the main objective is to produce higher quantities. Okay. Because also was a particular situation also after the Second World War, then. Uh, you have to produce. Refosco is generous, then uh, high quantities, 
the weather was cooler than now right. and you have less ripening and you had a really strong hard <laughs> rock uh, wine well okay and during the years of course the analogic objective changes and uh, you start we started to reduce the production today we are around uh, 45 quintals per hectare only only yes it's not, tiny is not is not is nothing it's nothing yeah it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing but to arrive at this level you need this quantity you need to reduce then also with the reduction of the production you have also the increasing of the temperature of, of the, the weather yeah of the so temperature it's, it's become hotter hotter yes and uh, this help refosco in um, uh, ripening of course less quantity more sun refosco ripes better mm -hmm. and with the combination of these two things today we can arrive at a really good balance and softness of the tannins thanks to to this of course also today if you produce 200 quintals per hectare of refosco it is able to do but it will not obtain this product right right, right. so th so the change in viticulture so going from quantity to quality so lessening your production but increasing quality of the of the production combined with the increase in temperature so it's getting warmer has actually been a good thing for Refosco di Faiedis. Yes, works in our works direction. Works in your, in your favor, yeah. Matteo, is that kind of what you were looking for as far as an answer? Yes, it is. And, you know, I think that uh, Federico is the go-to guy for the Refosco di Faiedis and for Refosco at all in Friuli Venezia Giulia. So Why do you think I asked him to come? <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I think he's doing an amazing job. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, my question was just about the, to think about the red wines uh, and the autochthonous red wines that we're doing in Friuli Venezia Giulia. And we're talking about the Pignolo, we're talking about uh, that kind of wine. But I think that, that Rafosco is our main thing that we have to talk about due to the changes that are with the weather. And uh, I think uh, just Federico answered to that question. So. Yeah. It's a, it's good to work with it, yeah. and uh, I can see people just and taste the one in tasting academy that we have the consultant and enjoying the refosco as it is and as Federico just said. Cool, thank you, Matteo. I really appreciate it. coming on and asking questions. I really love this wine. I, I, I you know, obviously, this is a food wine. It's yeah. not something you have. I mean, we're drinking as an aperitivo right now, but we're noisiam veri uomini. We're real men, no. <laughs> so, but I can I I can see this on the table with so many different dishes here. From you know our frico here in Friuli is grilled perfect. Meat. Grilled meat, exactly. All of that good stuff. That game we, game. Yeah. Ah, okay. Because of the high acidity. As acidity, yes. Also tannins. That um, what's is your a good com combination with? What's the, the your favorite dish with with your Refosco Reserva? <laughs> frico and cinghiale. That frico and cinghiale. <laughs> of oh, course, that sounds like a very very friulano evening for me. It's perfect. It's yeah. Perfect. Uh, for in fact, Faedis, two thirds of Faedis is made by woods. Forest. Oh, okay, so it's forest. Okay, yes, and then uh, we have a lot of game, deer, uh, wild pork, and um, then we have a lot of hunters. And okay. traditionally, is the perfect. Is the perfect one? Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. the The freshness and the intensity here, combined with that type of of of, of meat, right? So, mm. the, 
you know, tends to be a little bit more intense, but you need to cook it more. So normally you have like a sauce or you have like a, you know, like a almost sort of a goulash kind of situation with boar yeah. you know, where you cook it slow and low. Right, super you rich. You put inside some glasses of refosco too. In in, in yes. the, the cooking, of course. I would hate to pour this inside of a pot, though. I, w- I want to drink it, which actually is not a bad idea. What you do is you throw a little bit in the pot, and then you have a glass on the side while you're cooking it. Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good idea because uh, this helps the 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 sour the, the ah okay yeah, so the, of, the, of the dish and uh, also take out a little bit wild tasting yeah a little bit of that gamey what we in english we would call gamey flavor for sure for sure all right well we've we've gone an hour if i'm going to ask the audience here on you know this has been probably the biggest group of people on clubhouse that we've had in a long time i don't know if it's because yeah i mean it's you don't have we don't have a hundred people but we have, you know, we have eight or nine people who are listening yeah. live, which is which is great. And I think that's because people really want to know about things like Rafosco di Faedis. It's, it's very curious. So I want to give a chance to everybody who's in the audience. There's Heather and Vanessa and Christine and Alessio. I've invited them all up on stage. Sue as well. If you guys have a question before we finish up the uh, before we finish up the hour, I just want to make sure that you guys come up on stage. And uh, and and ask Federico about his wine, but I'm um, I'm a believer in Rafosco di Faedis. I don't know if you know this, Federico, but I do a thing called Ottobre Rosso Rafosco. <laughs> Did you know this? No. So next, so I started this last year, and because it came out of a conversation where we were talking about you know red grape varieties in Friuli. And that we needed to talk more about those as well. And so in basically in two weeks, I created this thing and I did a, a, a series of, of tastings and I wanted to get some restaurants involved too. But Rifosco di Faedis this October has to be involved. So I'm asking you now, help me. And what we're going to do is we're going to make this new Ottobre Rosso Refosco in 2022. Special dishes in restaurants, tastings every week, maybe special events in wineries or some sort of, but we, you know, I really want to get Refosco di Faedis involved. And I think you're going to be the guy who's going to help me out. We will be. We will be. <laughs> cool. I love that. Now, I, I believe in Refosco as a grape variety and Refosco di Faedis, I think, is a really, really important part of that. Before we go, can you name the other seven producers of Rifalsco yes, di Faedis? Yes, of course. So yeah. this way our listeners, and, and when we put the podcast up, we, they can also look for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, our association is made by our seller, yes, Rondai Lucas. Then Di Gaspero, uh, that is Flavia, our president. Dani, seller. Okay. Bancor, seller. Cadefaggi, seller. And... The Luca seller, another one, and uh, uh, the last one is Graziano Mosolo seller. Okay, so those are the seven producers. Yes. Okay, fantastic. All right, Federico, it's it's nine o'clock. I'm gonna let you go home to your wife and family. Thank you so much for for coming here and sharing these bottles with us. Um, I've enjoyed every drop of this wine. And, we have uh, to finish the bottle, but we'll, we'll <laughs> we. I don't think we have that much left, <laughs> so we'll have a couple of sips here when we go off the air, and then uh, and then I'll let you go. But I want to thank everybody for coming in and listening. Sue, Vanessa, Heather, Christine, Alessio, Matteo Bellotto was here. Thanks for coming in, and thanks for coming in and listening. And thank you, Federico, for being, and thank you, Robbie, for being who you are. Thank, thank you, you. Thanks, you, Nat. Grazie. Nice to meet. Have a nice night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Hey, I want to thank everybody this evening for coming. Thank you for listening. 
I appreciate uh, Natalie Benlolo, our co-host, Rob Milani, our sound guy. Follow me on La Taverna Friuli on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Wayne Grape. And you can find this awesome music on YouTube at Beat Ambassador. Finishes with an A.